All right, hello and welcome to the ATL Showdown. Today I have the great pleasure of welcoming my friend David, a Vine City resident, to the show. David, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right, so as you know, today we're going to talk about the history of some of the mayors of Atlanta, and then at the end of the show, we are going to talk about um, the mayoral forum held yesterday, hosted by Stand Up Georgia. But to start out the show, David, because you have been a resident of the Atlanta area for a long time, it's pop quiz time. Oh How many mayors <laughs> of Atlanta can you name? There have been 59. 59? Yeah, let's see how many you can do. Do do rap mayors count? <laughs> no, Killer Mike <laughs> was not actually a mayor. <laughs> now I'm down to like three mayors. This is great. All right. Okay, how's this, how's this going to work? You just list off a bunch of mayors? List them off. Oh, gosh. Uh, Shirley Franklin. One. Bill F- Campbell. Two. Kasim the Dream. Three. Maynard Jackson. Four. My boy Andy Young. Yep, five. Ivan Allen. Yes, thank you. Uh, Mr. Hartsfield himself. Yes, correct. Uh, that's six. I'm pretty much, if they were a mayor before. Oh, oh, Coke. Uh, Candler. Yes, nice job, nice that job. That connection's actually real, but. Um, All right, there. that puts us at seven, okay. a little over 10%. Not bad. Thanks. Not bad. I'm actually kind of impressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we will just dive into mayoral history. Let's do it. All right, David. What can you tell me about the mayor of Atlanta? You asked the person who got 10% of them right. This is, <laughs> is going to be really good. Uh, the mayor's race, first and foremost, is not technically a partisan race. Oh. Little known fact. Hmm. Um, but let's be honest, most of them have been Democrats. True. So Atlanta has a city council mayor structure. So the mayor has a term of four years, um, and they're allowed to run for two terms total. So this is mm. Kasim's last grandstand. So again, as uh, having a city council versus a mayor structure, the mayor acts as the executive branch, if you will, gotcha. of the city, where the city council is more the legislative branch. Um, the mayor has the power to, and I quote, execute and enforce provisions of the city charter, exercise supervision over the administration of all city departments, veto decisions of the council, and submit to the city council the recommended annual budget. That sounds really, really detailed and exciting, I know. Um, <laughs> but essentially, the mayor really gets the ball rolling with city actions. Gotcha. Okay, one of the roles of the mayor that is super key, honestly, in my opinion, is this power of appointment. Ooh, who does the mayor get to appoint? Well, that's a great question. Um, there's a, a lot of roles, actually. Um, the most famous roles, I would say, would be the COO. You've got your police and your fire chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun one. The general manager for the airport. Ooh, that sounds like a job I'd like to have. You can have that job. Ooh, thanks, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> My job. The job I want is coming up. Wait, wait and see. So the mayor also heads sort of like governors and presidents. They also get to select department heads. Oh, okay. The city. So some departments we're familiar with, public works, yeah. watershed, but my personal favorite is Parks and Rec. <gasps> oh. Parks and Rec. You know that was my major in college. I automatically get that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that out there. 
<laughs> I'll make sure people understand that. <laughs> and I think um, a couple other quick notes. Um, the mayor's also the mayor's also the chair of the board of directors for the Invest Atlanta. Oh. So when you think about a lot of our West Side projects, uh, Invest Atlanta, of course, is a really big piece to that. Gotcha. The mayor also is the board of commissioners or appoints the board of commissioners for the Atlanta Housing Authority. Again, another theme I think we'll see going forward. Yeah. And finally, something the mayor does not actually do, which is actually interesting to me, APS. Oh. He does not actually select the, like the superintendent for the school system. Oh. So they just work together. They well, in theory. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> in theory. Okay, so that's the mayor. Thanks, David. You're quite welcome. All right, so, David, I did some research about some of our previous mayors, ah. and I'm going to tell you about them. Please do, since I know nothing about mayors, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, the very first mayor of Atlanta was named Moses Formwalt, and he was elected in 1848 and just served until 1849. Can you guess what party he was part of? Let's see... Uh, I'm going to go with Democrat. Okay. He was actually part of the Free and Rowdy Party. You're making this up. <laughs> I wish I was making this up, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> he was part of the Free and Rowdy Party. So back in the mid, like, 1800s, um, in Atlanta, there were two parties. Okay. There was the Free and Rowdy Party. Okay. And the moral party. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> and the first three mayors of Atlanta were a part of the Free and Rowdy Party. Yeah, they were. And the fourth mayor, Party Pooper, he was part of the moral party. So this is where Hotlanta came from. Yes, and this is also why politics have gone downhill. <laughs> because there is no longer the Free and Rowdy Party. It's not too late. It's not too late. I agree. I have to tell you honestly... If anyone said that they were representing the Free and Rowdy Party, the trajectory of this podcast would change completely, and it would just be total promotion of <laughs> I would expect nothing less. So if any government candidates are listening right now, claim to be a part of the Free and Rowdy Party, and you've got 100% Done. support. Done. <laughs> but other facts about Moses Formal, there were actually only 215 people who voted in that election. So, like... The last couple of years. Yeah. And he was 28 when he became mayor, which in the 1840s, that's like middle age. So. Touche. You know. All right. So the second mayor that we're going to talk about is Asa G. Candler, which, as you are correctly right, he was the founder of Coca-Cola. Boop, boop. He was a very aggressive marketer, and that is actually how he made his fortune. He stopped running Coke in... Um, 1917, which was when he became mayor. He balanced the city's budget and he coordinated rebuilding efforts after the Great Fire of 1917. So he was a pretty good mayor. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got William Hartsfield. As we said, airport is named after him. And he was actually the longest serving mayor. Huh. He's credited with developing Atlanta's airport into a national aviation center. And he also helped ensure that there's good water supply in Atlanta with the completion of the Buford Dam. He served for about 23 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was broken into two segments, 1937 to 1941, and then 1942 to 1962. 
He actually helped form a coalition between the white businessmen in Atlanta and members of the city's educated black middle class, and he was supported by a lot of black voters. Interesting. Yeah, so this is where we start to see some of the white politicians siding with black voters and black citizens in Atlanta. Interesting. Next, we've got Ivan Allen Jr., who continues um, some of Hartsfield legacy of forming those friendships between black and white Atlanta. He was elected in 1962, right after Hartsfield, and served until 1970. And he was the first white mayor to support desegregation, which is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Okay. (laughs) He helped Atlanta become really progressive. He was a successful businessman. He ran his father's office supply company, and he, again, won because of support from the black community. One anecdote that I enjoy about Ivan Allen is that on the first day of City Hall, he ordered the removal of all white and colored signs from facilities in City Hall. I like this guy already. Yeah, seriously. Not long into Ivan Allen's term, mm-hmm. actually on June 3rd, 1962, there was a pretty tragic plane crash that happened in Paris. Mm. Well, 130 people were killed on the plane crash. Oh, wow. And they were actually mostly all um, leaders from the Atlanta art scene that were on this plane crash. And so Ivan Allen, the next day, went straight to Paris. He went straight to the airport. He helped identify with the bodies, really sent his condolences. And I really think he stepped outside of what the mayor's job description is to kind of set a precedent for what the role of a mayor is. That makes sense. Yeah. So more than just appointing, he was... Really representing the city, right? I mean, yeah. Like, these people he treated like family in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Helping them get through this tragedy together. He's also had some really positive things that have happened. He was mayor during a really thriving time. Atlanta was growing in the population. Buildings were being built all over. Marta started during his term. Whoop, whoop. Yes. He also brought the Braves, the Falcons... And the Hawks all to Atlanta. Like, three cheers for Ivan Allen. That's pretty damn impressive, actually. And also, maybe that's why Ivan Allen, the street is... Is where it is. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Also, controversially, he ordered black policemen to arrest white people, which was a big deal. Yes. He brought on the first black firemen, and he helped desegregate public spaces. Is there anything Ivan Allen didn't do? I mean, (laughs) he hated a lot. (laughs) He definitely did a lot. But he, I think, actually paved the way for Maynard Jackson, Hmm. who was the city's first black mayor. So three cheers for Maynard Jackson. Okay, so what year is this? So this is a few years after Ivan Allen leaves office in 1974. Okay. And I'm going to pause right here to tell you about this awesome book. Um, this is not an ad. Let me clarify. <laughs> but um, where I actually learned most of this information was this is this book called Where Peachtree Meets Sweet Auburn, A Saga of Race and Family. And it's about Ivan Allen and Maynard Jackson and their time both in office and out of office and how Atlanta progresses as a city. Then. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's written by Gary Pomerantz. And it's really fantastic. Cool. So if you're interested in this, 
I would recommend it. Which, if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly are. Right. But check it out from the library. This is not an app. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) back to Maynard Jackson. As the first black mayor, what I found out is that he really helped Atlanta come together, which is kind of awesome, especially as the first black mayor. And again, this is, you said 1974. 1974. So other cities at this time, other southern cities, they were not doing this. No. By any means. So here are some of his accomplishments. Okay. He told the banks if they didn't lend money to blacks, he would pull the city's money out of the bank. (laughs) Like, seriously. (laughs) And he was really firm about being inclusive to black people. So as the airport was progressing during his time in office, he insisted that all airport contracts include at least 20% minority participation in all phases, all phases. So this was design, engineering, this was finance, this was legal, this was construction, everything. So it wasn't just limited to some Man, of the more manual labor. Manual Sorry. or menial yeah. tasks. Yes. And it's known that he's been said that the grass will grow on the runways before he would back down about this. It's awesome. So one of his greatest legacies, though, is affirmative action. Although it was controversial at the time, it really set a standard for American cities, especially those with a larger black population. Mm, That makes sense. Right. It was also during his time as mayor that Atlanta mounted a successful bid to host the 1996 Olympics. But it was actually our next mayor, Andrew Young, who gets a lot of credit for helping to bring the Olympics here. So Andrew Young, famous civil rights leader, I'm going to go ahead and say another black mayor. Yes, another black mayor. Two out of five, which puts us to where we are today with Kasim Reed. But let's talk about Andrew Young a little bit more. He was very popular. And do you remember what he did before becoming mayor? I know you said that civil rights, but do you remember who appointed him to where? Uh, Let me see. Didn't he get ambassadorship, didn't he? He did. Jimmy Carter. Yes, Jimmy. Appointed him as ambassador to the UN. Yeah, that's not a big deal at all. Right, I know. Yes, it is. (laughs) So he had all those LinkedIn connections from the UN. So he and businessman Billy Payne. Billy. Flew all over and they really helped bring the Olympics here. Which, by the way, is actually insane if you think about where Atlanta was at that point. Winning the Olympics is actually kind of crazy. Right. Andrew Young was the mayor from 1982 to 1990. So it was during this time that he really helped build the infrastructure to prepare for the Olympics. Which is really important because now that we have this infrastructure, we can bring so many other huge events to Atlanta, which is one of the reasons why Atlanta is such a leader in the South today, because we have this infrastructure. Got it. He was willing to form public and private partnerships to solve complex problems, which he called the Atlanta way, working together to solve these problems. That's catchy. Yeah. Everyone loved that dude. So then after him, actually Maynard Jackson came back, and then we had Bill Campbell. Do you know much about Bill? Uh, let's see. I moved to Atlanta when Bill was, was mayor. So mm-hmm. I'm married to Bill Campbell. For some reason, it involves, like, handcuffs. 
Yes. Tell, tell me more. <laughs> it should involve handcuffs. Um, he was convicted and charged on federal tax evasion charges. Womp, womp. I know. So although he started out as a really likable mayor, unfortunately his legacy is scarred by corruption. He ended up with not a great budget, and that was kind of inherited by our next mayor, Shirley Franklin. Again, you were here with Shirley Franklin. Shirley! Well, Shirley, I mean, we just got ourselves not just another black mayor, but we have our first lady. Yes, holla. Power to the females. (laughs) She was elected in 2002. In 2005, Time Magazine named Franklin one of the five best big city mayors. So she's kind of a badass chick. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Do you you know what she did? Do the words pothole hotline ring a bell for you? Well, yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. Well, this trip down memory lane here. Uh, That hotline bling. Okay. The pothole hotline. Yes, yes, yes. So with this like horrible budget that she got from Bill Campbell. Thanks, Bill. She decided she was going to fix a lot of the infrastructure problems of Atlanta. And by infrastructure, I mean the sewer system and the water system, and also the potholes. Okay. So people kind of were not so into that at first. Yeah. And then she won re-election by a landslide. So people ended up being kind of obsessed with her. She was the first black woman to run a major southern city. And as we know, the first, well, maybe we don't know, the first female mayor of Atlanta. So double win, okay. Yeah, yeah. She kind of worked on rebranding Atlanta. She was a champion of the Beltline. She um, had a new slogan for Atlanta, which is, every day is an opening day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do you you remember the theme song? It's called ATL. I was like, was it T.I.? The theme song for Atlanta was written by Dallas Austin. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Here, let me play a little bit of it. Let me play it for you. This is it. This is it. So she actually caught some flack because it was hip hop. Not everyone liked that. Uh. Um, But she said she wanted to appeal to the young people. And uh, fun fact, there are other versions. There is a symphonic version of the song. Yes, I'll I'll add a link to that in our show notes. Please do. Please, please do. I will. It's gonna actually end up being your opening theme, isn't it? It it may. It may. Because every day is an opening day. (laughs) Uh, But she she really really hustled hard to sell Atlanta, which again I think is another reason why Atlanta has grown. And that leaves us with our current mayor, Kasim. Kasim the Dream. Oh, yes. All right. So Kasim is our fifth black mayor. Um, it's been about 50 years or so since we've had a white mayor. Uh, yeah, since I think before Maynard Jackson, right? Yep, yep, okay. yep. So what do you think Kasim's legacy will be? Uh, it's 
it's probably too soon to tell at this point. Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, some of the highlights of his time here. Some of it goes back to sports, honestly. Um, the loss of the Braves, which was a yeah. complicated scenario that you can't blame on him alone, of course. Um, but also the sort of retention of the Hawks and the Falcons with the renovations of Philip Arena. But also, yeah, really bigger news was obviously the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and the deal with Arthur Blank and the Falcons, which again, that in itself has a bunch of complicated questions and right. legacies as well. But he was a huge player in making that happen. Right, right. And of course, we can't forget about the Beltline. Of course. We can't give him credit for it, but he also shepherded a lot of the development during yeah, his time. Yeah, a huge supporter of the Beltline. So we'll see where that leaves us with Kasim. But as we can see, the mayors have really played a huge role in shaping Atlanta and what it looks like now. Yeah, I think, I think if your listeners have any doubts about whether voting in this election matters, I think look at these these seven or eight folks you've mentioned already who've had a huge impact on yeah. the city. And it's clear that this position is not just a figurehead position. Right, right. I think it's because of these mayors that we are where we are today. Um, I think because of the integration and desegregation that happened thanks to our mayors and because of the airport, which is now, you know, world's busiest. And I think also, of course, our sports team and the Beltline and the innovation that happens here wouldn't have happened without the mayors. Yeah, completely agree. So I'm excited for November, and we'll see how our next mayor's legacy turns out as well. I'm glad you're excited. I'm nervous. just two events to share with you, both on Tuesday, September 19th. The first is Ensuring Atlanta's Inclusive Growth, put on by a Committee for a Better Atlanta. It's on Tuesday the 19th from 8 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. at the Center for Civil and Human Rights. This is a forum with local and national speakers talking about affordable housing. While the mayoral candidates won't be speaking, they are all invited as guests. And it should be a really interesting conversation about housing affordability and the value of partnerships in the community. The second event is Tuesday evening from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. It's a mayoral forum put on by the Atlanta Bicycle Coalition and other partners. It will be focused around transit, walking, and biking. This event is free and open to the public but seats are limited, so you do have to register. You can go online to atlshowdown.com events for more information about both of these events. All right, David, I have to tell you about a free and rowdy party that happened just yesterday. And I wasn't invited to this. <laughs> Actually, you were invited. <laughs> it was the Georgia Stand Up Mayoral Forum. And all of the events can be found on the website at atlshowdown.com slash events. Nice plug. I love it. You could have been there. <laughs> okay. Okay, what went down? So, 12 out of the 13 candidates were there. Who was missing? Carl Jackson. Who's 
Who's missing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> all of our big players were there, and then some of our, you know, not so big players. So th- really, this is what I found out. Okay. Um, so we've got like like six or so major players in the selection. Okay. I think really there's about maybe four front runners, but still, I think for the top half, it's it's kind of anyone's game. But we had some real drama from some of those bottom few candidates. Oh, you mean the nothing to lose guys? <laughs> yes, the nothing to lose guys. And they showed it here. Okay, so let me start with Laban King. He was on fire last night. I watched it on um, Facebook live stream. Hallelujah for some technology here. All right. Okay. So first of all, they get to a question about the um, decriminalization of weed, and Laban King stands up with the microphone, and he goes, all right, I'm going to be real with y'all. I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you serious right now? And the audience loves uh, of it. Of course. I mean, like, of course. Howling and laughter. Me too. Okay, but that's not even, like, that's not even, I mean, that's the best part, but it, it gets better too. Okay. Okay, so he's, he's like, of course I support the decriminalization of weed. But then he's like, but y'all, if we do this, we gotta do it right. He's all like, we black people know how to sell some weed. Oh my God. We can't <laughs> let this market get taken away from us. If we do this, we gotta make sure it's done right. And again, like, I don't even think people knew what to do with themselves. I don't lose myself right now. It was, it was like, you're going to say that. Anything goes. But I think also, like, in the political climate where we are, anything does go. <laughs> Touche. So, so we'll, we'll see how Atlanta, you know, takes on that. Oh, there's another great Laban King moment, but I got to set it up for you. Okay, okay. Okay, so they had rapid-fire questions where they had the candidates, they asked the question, and they had the candidates hold up yes or no. In theory, you can't really, like, go off and pontificate or give weird answers. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes or no. It's no jargon. Like, you don't have to listen to them all say the same thing. It's great. So there you get to this question. Hold on, let me find it. The question is... Do you believe that police target or racially profile black or brown males in the community? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, whew. Yep. So, Put that out there. Okay. So <laughs> all of them hold up yes. Of course. Except no. Mary Norwood. No. <gasps> yes, Stop. Who first holds up no. I know. And then and then she picks up the mic and she's like, um, can we clarify? Is this in Atlanta or is this, you know, here? Yeah, okay, okay. You know, I see you, Mary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is this Atlanta or is this the United States as a whole? Yes. And I mean, point let me point out that the question is in the community. So I, I think we kind of know what that means. She's trying to get the answer out of out of the moderator, and he's like, "Well, you agreed to answer this yes or no question," and the crowd is like, "No, this woman, like, she better put up that yes right oh, now." And so, like, reluctantly Mary. sitting down in her seat, a little bit of slouching, she holds up this yes, and we're all just like, "Oh my god, of course the answer is yes," but. You know, she's got her ties to her police friends. Yeah. And she doesn't want to send them off. No, this actually, I get that. Yeah. But come on. Easy. This Let's is be real. Easy stuff right Let's here. Let's be real. So then later, Laban King 
stands up and he calls her out for oh, it. Snap. He is like on. I mean, he is totally on fire. He's like, mm mm. She did not just say that. You better admit for real, girl, that this is happening in our community. <laughs> and Laven King says he's running because he wants black people to win. And there are currently black people who are in office right now who are not helping black people win. So, I mean, I would note that our current city council president and our current mayor are both black yeah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was like throwing all this shade. Okay. And also city council president that you mentioned. Yeah. He's running for mayor. Right. He's there too. It's a little extra shade. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, people. It was so good. It was so good. Okay. Oof. So then we've got Rohit. You remember the Rohit, baby. right? The baby. The baby. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> the 24-year-old who's running for okay. a mayor. The tech guy. So, yeah, yeah. Georgia Tech guy. Georgia Tech. I think he was civil engineering. He was an engineer major okay. at tech. The moderator throws him a softball question. It was real, real cute. <laughs> she goes, you know, so what, what at 24 inspires you to run for mayor? And he's like, the city is too far behind on maintenance. They're too far behind on doing what we need to do. The problem is that we have politicians who are falling asleep at the wheel. We've got all of these politicians elected in city hall and on city council. And he goes, he goes, we need an engineer as mayor. He says, so much stuff will get built. Good for him. I mean, you won't forget that, right? The engineer getting things done. I mean, like, so much stuff probably would get built if we had an engineer as mayor. You know, that's what we talked about, um, you know, with Ivan Allen and flying to Paris. You know, would an engineer be good at that? Not sure. Would things get built? Things would get built. Yes. Okay. Yes. I like that. So, So then, oh, we've got Glenn Wrightenson. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So he's he's still talking about how he wants to fix the city's fountains. Yes, which, you know, is something that's really been near and dear to my heart. I know. For, for decades, really. The right. fountains. Okay. Right. And then, David, you, like, you might may just cry at this one. He says he doesn't realize that people don't know that black lives matter. So he's like... I thought everyone knew that. I thought that was... Oh. Just everyone knows that black lives matter. As in, why do we need to remind people of that? Not as in why do we need to remind people of that, but I, I think he, as a white man, maybe hasn't been exposed to or isn't cognizant of some of the white supremacy and really, really... Extreme yeah, racism that's this, happening. This feels like a sticky topic for a white guy to jump into. Speaking of which, Peter Amon, yes. who is up there. Yes, he is. Yeah, um, second or third Yeah, he's at least top, top four. One yeah. Of, one of the big four. Definitely. At some point, the moderator asks him a question, and he, he says, I acknowledge that race is a big deal. He says, I am a white man running for mayor in a town that hasn't seen a white mayor in like 50 years. And he says, we need to talk about it. Thanks, son. This is a thing. Okay. Yeah. And so. So then, so then what happens? What is like, what's the next? Does he like follow up on that or? 
No. Oh. He just <laughs> he just kind of leaves it there. Okay. So right, so like acknowledging is the first step. It is a good first step. It is. But didn't really kind of play off of it at all or kind of No. Okay. He just says this is something that we need to talk about, but doesn't set an agenda or say what about it is important or or really needs to be heard. So it makes me nervous. It's like if your mom was like, we need to talk about something and it didn't tell you. Like, yeah. Just like there's a wave of conversation. Now. Yeah. yeah and then it's like, mom, do you want me yeah, to I, exactly. pick it up? Or, yeah, like, then are you supposed to, like, go and apologize to her? Like, <laughs> mom, I know that this is about the vase. And she's like, what vase? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you understood that. Now. Yeah. Okay. So I thought about Peter. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. All right, so then let's see what else. That you know, that was a lot of the big. That was a lot of the big drama. Okay. Um, let's see. Vinton Four is still speaking of drama. Still yelling about um, how how corrupt City Hall is. Yeah. Um, is that drama? Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is that um, the Beltline is an engine for gentrification. Okay. Okay. Vincent. Which, be that as it may, Vincent Fort, the way that he says things mm. could be improved. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know that his ideas are necessarily bad or wrong, but I, I, I do think his delivery. Yeah. he He's not, um, speak softly. Right. Not a, not no, a thing no, for no. old V Fort. No, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> not. a big old stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so then we've got, we've got Johnny chatting us all up about how much of a collaborator he is. Oh. He says that that's really important in the mayor's office, collaboration. But I think it should be noted that he and Kasim do not do much collaborating. No. So as a refresher, John Eves, yes. Fulton County Commission Chair, yes. is supposed to work with all surrounding cities and yeah, counties. Yeah, but especially the city of Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Says he works with them well yep. and says that he'll take that experience with him as mayor. The smart pitch, yeah. Yeah, but we definitely haven't seen that with him and Kasim. Yeah, I feel like there's some fun conversations to be had in the future about Kasim and his... His collaborative collaborative efforts. Oh, there there will be, <laughs> there will be. Okay. Which brings up, let's say, Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms. Oh, speaking of Kasim Reed. Yeah, yeah. So there was a question. I'm not sure exactly what the question was, but she made sure to praise the city. Hmm. I think that the question might have been like, "What is the city?" not done well and she makes sure to be like i think it's done really well kasim is you know all bow down shocking right because i think we know who kasim will endorse yeah it's become pretty clear um also she's she is currently a member of city council correct she is she is currently a member of city council yeah so i could also see her not being overly motivated to to bad talk her her tenure there right Right, definitely. So yeah, it's kind of been kind of been another entrenched kind of establish establishment, if you will, type yeah. of candidate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of our city hall members, yes. you want to hear some shade? Uh, I do. This is one of my favorites here. This is my boy Kwanzaa. This is Kwanzaa. Yes. So okay. this question, he says, um, he'll be different from the current administration. Okay. By one. Okay. <laughs> Being humble. Oh, snap. <laughs> like, that was the response to what, how would you be different? Yep. Was he would be humble. Yep. 
Noted. And <laughs> he will collaborate. Again, noted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> so so what you're saying is when Kasim Reed sends out Christmas cards. Kwanzaa probably will not yeah, be on Kwanzaa that Kwanzaa and John list. Eve's not really people on the list. Also, another person not on that list. <laughs> okay. Caesar Mitchell. Actually, this is funny because I haven't heard his name a lot. Yeah, you know, Caesar didn't get huge into the shade throwing thing. Interesting strategy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's had a lot of shade come at him. <laughs> Noted. Um, but, you know, he was really pretty focused on his platform and huh. his goals and his experience huh, okay. this time, which was great. Not real scandalous or dramatic, so, you know, not my first thing to report to you. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, he, you know, he was pretty, stuck to his platform pretty well. It, just, it is interesting because there was a lot of shade being thrown both at this forum and in other sort of venues, and he's continuing to just sort of... Yeah. Same talking points. Oh, yeah. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. We will soon have a an episode about some of the shade that's been thrown and what's happening on Twitter and especially with Kasim Reed. Okay. But we'll get to that. As far as this forum went, it was real, real entertaining. It sounds like the crowd was also really into this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I, I, like, I can only hope that all other forums are this exciting. Apparently, if Lathan King shows up. (laughs) They will be. They will be. With that, I'm going to invite you all to check out our website again atlshowdown.com slash events where you can find future forums we have them all listed from september to october um, and we'll list whatever comes up in november as well but i hope to see you there don't miss a free and rowdy party guys <laughs> don't miss it <laughs> <laughs>